Hey everybody, it's your old friend John DeLuna back from the grave, back from like two weeks of um, sitting on my butt and waiting for things to happen in the world of Transformers and things did happen, new toys arrived. So we're back on the minicast train and joining me this week to talk about one of the big toys that kind of hit in the last couple weeks, Masterpiece Hot Rod, Diecast, and the Headmaster Don. Boys, uh, how are you guys doing? Doing okay. Excellent. Excellent and okay averages out to, I feel like, very good. So that's very good. Um, guys, before we get into like Masterpiece, Hot Rod, uh, in the weeds, before we kind of like start really like um, dissecting him, so to speak, um, let me set the stage. We, we heard about Masterpiece, Hot Rod. We started seeing those silhouettes in Japanese magazines just back in September. I looked it up on tformers.com. A fine resource. And um, it wasn't but just a few months ago that we were getting just our first like hints that this was even going to happen. And then later in that, uh, in that month, just a few weeks after like the silhouettes, all of a sudden we saw the uh, gray prototypes of him and Shockwave, which was shocking. And... Um, these two just rapidly got developed, got photographed from here to Kingdom Come, and it's the very beginning of March, and we have him, and we'll get into why he may or may not be like the story of redemption, second chances, but um, Don, since you have him in hand, and Diecast has him on route, uh, I will ask you, I have mine as well, I'm going to ask you... Just a simple yes/no question, and then we'll get into it. Did he, Don? Did he meet your expectations? Yes or no? Hmm. I want to say no because my expectations were very low after all of the bad pictures. So you had low expectations, and he didn't meet those. No. Uh, well, I'm actually, I'm. It's, it's sort of different. I had low expectations, and he actually beat my expectations. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah, he exceeded it, your expectations. Yeah, because I was expecting something very sad based on all the pictures we've seen. And what I got was something that was pretty good. Pretty good, yes. I would definitely agree with that. I would say, hmm, for me, I would say he is a, he definitely, he met my expectations, but my expectations were, Slightly higher than yours. He didn't exceed my expectations, but he met he met them. Um, Diecast, yours is on the way, but based on what like you're hearing, kind of seeing, feeling from everybody, what are you expecting? Are you expecting that your expectations are going to be met, exceeded? Are you afraid that you're going to be disappointed? Like you're just days away from getting it, probably. So, but where's your head now that other people are talking about it? I don't know. It, there's so many. There's so many things going both ways. Uh, Don having low expectations and being slightly surprised. It sounds <laughs> like. I, I I think uh, I think I'm kind of in the same boat as him. I kind of have low expectations for it. Um, I'm actually just glad you actually jumped in and got a masterpiece because the last minicast Don and I were on together, we were talking about masterpieces and uh, getting trying to get you on that boat. It does I take. I feel like this is a bad figure to to get 
someone on the boat, though. Well, I would say this, like, like for me, like, this is something we can talk about later, too. Uh, I'm, I'm still to this day, maybe more than ever, just kind of confused about what Masterpiece is. I feel like Masterpiece just varies figure to figure, like what it's trying to be. And so I'm, I'm super into Hot Rod and the 86 characters, and I'm not going to... I'm not going to lie. I'm nostalgic still for like the movie stuff and the prospects of getting like a masterpiece cup or a masterpiece, um, even scourge or cyclonus or something like at some point sounds awesome to me. So just the attempt, the second attempt at this is probably what well, definitely was like enough for me to take a chance on it, which is like, like that kind of motivation is, I feel it's like different than what some people have uh, for say like the Dotson brothers or things like that. Like it's not, <clears throat> it's not just like driven by nostalgia for the cartoon. Some of the other ones kind of strive for like a perfect um, historical vehicle mode and a good robot. I feel like this one was trying to be like great in both modes it's we'll get to it it's i think it's definitely it, de it definitely does a better job of for me at least personally the vehicle mode it does actually a really good job for the vehicle mode and the robot mode is kind of like what reality dictates but um but no like like for me <clears throat> it's not obviously i'm not a completist with with masterpiece but um when something is like clearly hitting my nostalgia um funny bone like i i definitely have to like go for it and that's this guy. So, so Don, let's um, let's dive in, shall we? Uh, let's uh, first of all, obviously, like I was kind of hinting at, this is the second try at Hot Rod. This is the first time that they've actually tried to like just do Hot Rod. The first time, a spectacular failure, but uh, to do both the uh, Rodimus Prime and Hot Rod. But it was ambi ambitious. This is like straight up uh, masterpiece Hot Rod, just two modes, and the best we can do. Um, what do you feel, Don, about the, first of all, let's talk about the vehicle mode because like with Hot Rod and to a lesser extent, some of the other movie characters, Hot Rod's vehicle mode, I feel is just as iconic as his robot mode. So how did they do? Well, I think the vehicle mode ended up pretty well. Um, not, not a lot of panel lines as far as, you know, obvious, obvious, you know, where one part meets the other, everything's very smooth. Uh, little attention to detail like the engine, uh, as far as you know, and then you can plug you can plug the gun in car mode. Um, not a lot of kibble except when you look at the bottom. Of course, there's the there's the original G1 toy. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much exactly. Um, you know, I think I think I think it worked out pretty good. Although I cannot quite get mine to roll properly in car mode. Because I can't quite get the orange chest filler piece up high enough to avoid a few clearance issues. Oh, you know, but that again, it's it's again, it's tolerances and just trying to find that right tweak to get it to work. But he's gonna be in robot mode most of the time anyway, so that's not really a problem. Would you say yours is like uh, uh, acceptable quality? I, I mean, you wouldn't. Would you say yours have has QC issues based on what you just said, or do you think like it's a reasonable? There's reasonable play in the toy 
Yeah, it's it's probably just uh, me not having X X Y Z lined up to get that extra micrometer of space. Although the only QC issues that I do have, and this is very minor, is on his arm pipes. There's some scuffing. Uh, it's, it's in the same place on both of them. Oh, really? Yeah, it's hmm. so I'm, it's it's almost like if you were doing a, a, a model kit, like a Gundam kit, mm-hmm. and when you pull when you cut something off the sprue, that little bit of flash that's left on the part that you need, that is the, the remainder of that little bit of sprue left over. Mm-hmm. So you know you could probably color that, maybe even just use your fingernail and try to you know scrape it off a little bit. But it's minor, but it's there. The one thing that really bugs me. Uh, well, now this is a robot mode concern. The screw holes for the hands are right there. Oh yes, oh, yeah. That's that aesthetically. They couldn't have used a yellow screw. I mean, again, granted, we you can take a drop of paint, a Gundam marker, something, and cover that. It's just with masterpiece going for the the best aesthetic possible for the character. It's, a, having, it's kind of a miss. It feels like a miss. Yeah, yeah it's 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 a, it's a glaring ob- it's a glaring oversight that I just can't see two dollops of yellow paint. I mean, heck, leave off the fishing pole. As iconic <laughs> as the fishing pole is, uh-huh. if that needed to be going towards the paint budget to cover those screw holes, I would rather have had the screw holes covered. But again, that's fixable from a end user standpoint. Yeah, why can't they have screw hole covers? I mean, you know, they've been done before. Or heck yeah, like I said, yellow screws. Yeah, that even that would look a little odd though. Um, what's on the underside? Couldn't they've done you you know screwed it in from the underside or? Well, now that that's where the flap is that holds the arm. Well, okay. it's well, it's the flap is on the side, but the hinge. Well, it's. I don't know. It, it's. I, I think basically that, with the way the transformation works, it would have to be on the top because if it's on the bottom, you might you might have some issues with the transformation. I, I'm not sure. I, I think there's like it's it's certainly like possible there may have been a way to cover it up, but basically like it's like you guys are saying, just like plugs, is the solution. You know what I mean? Just ship it with some tiny yellow. Plugs and uh, nobody I'm, would complain. And I think everybody would like gladly accept that. That's not cheating when yeah. it comes to and, masterpiece. Yeah, and I mean we've gotten spare headlights in other figures mm-hmm. in case they break, just in like a, a little thing of four plugs to cover the screw holes and you know. But again, that that's very minor. But it's just from an, with them trying to shoot for a aesthetic, you know, like the best aesthetic possible. That's pretty glaring. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Kind of going back to the um, to the vehicle mode and just kind of the overall nostalgia of it. Diecast, I'll ask you. I, I, I mean, this is like for a lot of people, allegedly, at least as far as like Takara hopes, um, very much like a nostalgic choice. The the nostalgia should be very high on both sides of the uh, ocean. Is that true for you? Do you have like a draw to the movie? characters like like they think the oh, yeah. core audience does oh yeah so, so this it, is like anticipated for you oh yeah yeah i mean this figure honestly 
gives me a lot of mixed feelings and confusion. But as far as vehicle mode, vehicle mode, I think, looks pretty spot on. Mm -hmm. And I like the scale that it matches in vehicle mode. And robot mode's a completely different story that I'm sure we'll get into. But um, as far as movie goes and what, what size he should be around, I think, it's, I think it really checks that box. The only thing in vehicle mode that I really noticed is the pipes are a little bit straighter than I would like to see. Hmm. I would have mm -hmm. liked to see a little bit more of a curve uh, in between the front section of the pipes and the back section of the pipes. But other than that, I mean, uh, vehicle mode definitely looks good. Yeah, I would agree, especially if you look at, uh, I guess, every every angle except for from the bottom up. Uh, like, the back looks good, sides look good, top looks good. The spoiler looks great. Um, like, the way the spoiler basically, um, I guess, meets the, the body of the car, the chassis of the car, <clears throat> pretty seamless, very impressive. Uh, cl close enough, I would say, to the animation model. Um, so, I, like, I'm I'm especially impressed with the backside of the vehicle, where they could have easily kind of taken some liberties, and I feel like they didn't. They didn't. I feel like they did the best they could. So, really good looking vehicle mode. Um, when you get when you get to transform uh, him into robot mode, kind of like you were saying, diecast. He is a little bit on the short side. So, is that is that a hang up for you? Oh, big time. I I just. Like I said, I, you know, if they were going for scale with the with the Datsun cars and the and the Lamborghinis, that I kind of get. In car mode, this scales really well. In robot mode, I just think it's really off because even in the movie, you know, in the movie there was no, there was a little bit of difference in height when he became Rodimus Prime, but I don't think it was that dramatic. I mean, he would have to double in size to become Rodimus prime height uh, from this figure. So it, it just doesn't work for me scale wise in robot mode. And in that respect, I think the original hot rod is better scale wise. He is significantly bigger. Um, Don, what do you think about the, about the scale of the robot mode. We'll get into the robot itself in a second, but uh, as far as like scaling, height, um, is that an issue for you? Well, to be honest, I, I just transformed him last night, and I really haven't put him up against any of my other masterpieces for comparison, so I, I really can't say. Uh, just for the simple fact is, you know, he's, he's not, I haven't found a place on the shelf for him yet. Does he so. feel, did he, when you transformed him, uh, did he feel like uh, on his own? Uh, a satisfying size. I would say so because I mean you know because you know he's he's a younger character. He's still you know he he's new. Uh, you know again the whole you know age is relevant kind of thing in Transformers. But mm -hmm. you know he 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 seems to be good at standing alone by himself. You know, if I had a cup and a blur to put him up against, you know, to see how he does against the people he was around most of the movie. But, you know, it's uh, my other masterpieces are on a, on a shelf over there, so I really can't say to that. Mm -hmm. But he feels good in, in, in his own little bubble. He feels fine. 
Yeah, I, I think he feels he feels okay on his own merits. I'm I'm kind of with that. Yes, I am a little bothered by the uh, the funkiness of his scale in robot mode, especially because we've kind of settled into what I feel is fairly consistent scaling against uh, MP10. He's not he's not that, which is a little weird. Um, as far as like overall aesthetics, though, for the robot mode, I feel good about him. I, I, I like him. He certainly, I personally feel that he he comes across not as top heavy as some of the photographs that we saw prior to actually getting him. Don, would you agree with that? Yeah. Uh, again, I I think with both with both Hot Rod and Ironhide, the photography has not helped either one of those figures initially because mm-hmm. we saw some really, really bad photography, you know, compared to the, I don't, I don't have Ironhide yet, but like Melvar said that, you know, once he got him in hand, he was a lot more impressed with them compared to the photos. And yeah. I think that's the same thing with hot rod. Um, the, I guess the biggest thing about it is the backpack. It's a lot smaller it's more compact than I was than I was than I was fearing it would be. Mm-hmm. It just sort of takes me out of the figure when you realize how far back the spoiler is versus where his head's at. Yeah, uh, yeah I know, can I, see that. You know, I would have liked. I don't think it would have been possible. And I mean, I'm not. I'm not one to say parts forming is evil because we've got some really great transformers that have had some parts forming. But I would have liked the spoiler to come off, and maybe, I, again, I'm not an engineer, so I don't know, but right there in the backpack, right before you see the folded-up pipes, mm-hmm. it, I was thinking maybe you can have a little knob or a notch or something. You could pull the spoiler off and just slide it in at the front of the backpack instead of being at the very back. Yeah, I, you know. I, I, I can see what you're saying. I, I agree with that. I think um, the backpack's better than advertised. Oh yeah. I and, mean it's I mean I've I've seen I've seen a lot of other Transformers where I wish their back kibble was this consi- this condensed. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I, they did it I mean they did a they did a pretty good job. What about the um the always important face? I feel like they actually did really well on his face sculpt. I feel like uh I feel like unlike some recent uh, attempts, both first party and third party, that th- this one feels like the character. I think they did a good job with his uh, with his face sculpt and his his helmet sculpt. Yeah, I th- I think you know it's yeah you, know, you know unless you compare it to the you know well pick your animation model. Hot Rod has several right, especially but, the face. Uh, yeah, but uh, I think you know I think this is a very good. Uh, a very good face. It may not be exactly according to the movie, but the movie wasn't internally consistent anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think this is definitely a good hot rod. And since I've got Carrie, I kind of like the two aesthetics being different. Yeah, they're very different. They're very different, but I mean, it's it's still, you know, it, Carrie still looks like a, a, Rodimus, a Rodimus Prime and Hot Rod still looks like Hot Rod. So it's nice having some differences in those expressions. And one's just not a copy of the other, with just maybe more lines or something. the The chest is is still a little flat, but it, again, it, I think Hot Rod is like Ironhide, and it all boils down to it looks better in person. Yeah, no, I agree. I I think I think that's kind of why Hot Rod ended up being kind of one of those things that's 
your expectations going in mean a whole lot uh, and they affect like your they they affect your overall impressions of hot rod big time is the it's the your preconceived notion of what he's going to be whatever that is that's really affecting people's overall opinion of him because he's he's better he's better than everything we've seen on the internet and depending on what you've thought of what you've seen on the internet that's basically like dictating what people think of him well probably what happened is everyone saw the iron eye pictures hated the figure i mean myself and melvar were two people that was just like this this iron high is gonna be one of the worst figures ever and but once he got his in hand it looked a lot better mm -hmm. and i think so many people were saying the pictures were bad the pictures did not do the figure justice and so people are thinking okay maybe this is the same thing with hot rod yeah and yeah they, i agree yeah i don't think the pictures were that bad they may not have been the best photos for showing off the figure but with ironhide he does look like the photos what made ironhide more impressive in hand is he felt like a really solid transformer really had a really good transformation and there's just a certain feel to it while you're transforming that makes ironhide a really decent masterpiece and that's what did it for me with ironhide and that's why i am happy with my ironhide and i'm hoping that rodimus kind of has that same feeling to it but the one thing I'm kind of worried about is when his arms tab into the to the side of the backpack yeah, or whatever you yeah. want to call it. That mm -hmm. doesn't look great. It's well, a little it's, janky. I mean, what do you think of it, Don? Well, I mean, I I mean the I yeah, let's try again here. You know, I really don't have a problem with it. I mean, the, you know, it's it's better than the arms not having anywhere to tab in and yeah. then just be like you know, like friction held in place with the hinges. Mm -hmm. And it does help cement the backpack better. And But even though I'm one, I am one of those people that I like my, my clear plastics, you know, I got, you know, the Family Mart Clear Prime at BotCon last year. I've got, I've got a lot of the special colored plastic figures. I'm just worried if this plastic in his, the windshields are, it looks to be a fairly thick plastic, you know, just, you know, and not just paper thin. Sturdy. Yeah, but again, you're plugging something into clear plastic, so that could have repercussions down the road. Yeah, I don't disagree. And that's a good that's a good call out, Diecast. That is, um, it's not the best aesthetically. It's probably more solid than it looks. It's just not, <clears throat> it's not pretty. Um I will ask you this though, Diecast, if you have a feel for this, even though you don't, you don't have it yet. I mean, we've been inundated with pictures and opinions and all that stuff. So, at the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned, as we as we all know, that this is uh, uh, this could be uh, a story of redemption. This is, uh, you know, when when MP10 came out, it wasn't like they were making up for MP1 being bad. It was just kind of a reinvention, a redo of of Optimus Prime with their technology kind of hammered out. And with Starscream, it wasn't that the first first Starscream was bad, 
but their kind of philosophy on Masterpiece changed, and so they went back and redid Starscream. Uh, Rodimus Prime, by almost everybody's account, is bad. So, like, Hot Rod is, is maybe the first Masterpiece where, and maybe soon we'll have a Megatron trying to do the same thing. It's the first Masterpiece that feels like kind of like a, uh, like a make good, um, like Takara trying to go back and show us that they can do a character better, correctly, so to speak. Do you feel, do you feel like they've done an adequate job? Do you feel like this is a proper make good that, uh, that yeah, we can kind of close the book on Hot Rod for a while because they got this one more or less right? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You want a no, third one? No, no. I, I mean, I feel like it's an okay attempt at a Hot Rod, um, but the figure kind of from the photos and from you know whatever else i've seen it kind of looks a little rushed and i'm wondering if it's because you mentioned that date like the first time we really started seeing this was september yeah and it's already here and most masterpieces it's usually at least a year before we actually get them in hand once we start seeing them so it's true i don't know. Uh, the other thing that kind of bothers me about the robot mode, it, it, if we're just going to go through all of, you know, the bad aesthetics, is the chest is completely flat. Maybe a tad too wide, especially right where the headlights are mm -hmm. down at the bottom. Um, also, those those two pieces that stick up, which I guess are just part of the car. Uh, on his backpack that kind of hide the wing in a way. Which that also is a strange choice because they could have found a way to, you know, have them sit a little bit lower on that backpack. So th there's things about this that just, if you want to, if this was a, I just want to prove we can do this figure and make the best one. Mm -hmm. He's not that. You feel like they could have taken another six months or so to, like, work on this. Oh, yeah. I would have been totally happy if they – even if it took another year. I mean, it's not like we've been waiting forever for a hot rod. Mm -hmm. it, it, we have so many other Masterpiece figures that we keep saying that it's going to be any time now and they're going to announce it, like Jazz or, you know, mm -hmm. a bunch of other ones. And, yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't like – the original masterpiece hot rod and i think that was mostly be due to quality issues that people had and that he was a pretty difficult transformation i never had any quality issues with my with my rodimus i i only transformed him once or twice but don't have any problems with him and like i said as far as robot mode scale i i prefer him well Don, yeah. give us your verdict. Uh, well, so. uh, well, uh, do you think uh, you think do you think Takara has redeemed themselves? Well, yes and no. I think I think people looking for a good hot rod are going to enjoy this, especially if it's more of a you know not take down and play every day. But here's my movie cast, and it's one more figure closer to be completed. Um, I would say maybe another another pass at a Rodimus Prime later on, not the two and one, but just, you know, again, I'm going back to Carrie. 
but a third party pulled off a Rodimus Prime figure without needing the Winnebago as a separate, you know, detachable part. So maybe at some point down the road we can get into Rodimus Prime. Um, but the thing that Diecast brought up about, about the QC stuff, and we've mentioned this on RFC before, is that Takara has said they didn't want the wait times between masterpieces to be as long. Hmm. I'm a little worried. Uh, again, I haven't opened tracks in Road Rage. I, I'm, I've got a backlog I'm working on. But for everything I've heard about them, there are some QC issues with the figures, and that was... That was around the time that had, that Takara announced they were going to try to shorten the release windows on these masterpieces. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking maybe we're seeing the first signs that that's not a good thing because, you know, the the issues with tracks and road rage. Um, the, the, few, the few little things we've seen with Hot Rod. I would prefer it if they slow down just mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's what's going to be needed. Because when we get to some Transformers like Inferno and Grapple, Trailbreaker and Hoist, the ones that were the ones that's going to have multiple uses for, mm-hmm. if those have issues like tracks, and that's going to be prevalent over several models, that's going to be very disappointing. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. And Diecast, uh, your description of Ironhide earlier. Made it sound like in his case, the the quality of material and the quality of executing the design actually made what could be a questionable design go over a lot better with you. Oh yeah, definitely. So if like if if construction QC quality, uh, the the like just the feel of the toy as you're as you're messing around with it, playing with it, transforming it, if that is like shaky. Then obviously, like uh, the design, any flaw in the design becomes that much worse. So, um, yeah, I agree. I agree, Don. I think, uh, I think if this is if if this is like the new normal as far as just like just the overall kind of quality of the toy, that's going to be um, a challenge. Especially with the last question I have for you guys, uh, it's actually not about Hot Rod. It's about his. Um, his wave mate, I guess, so to speak, or certainly the one, the, the other masterpiece that's been tied to his hip because we learned about him about the same time, Shockwave. Um, Shockwave's coming out relatively soon. So all this hubbub about Hot Rod and kind of what he is and how he's turned out in roughly the same time frame. Uh, first, Don, I'll ask you, does... Um, does this make you nervous for Shockwave, or do you think um, do you think your expectations are are reasonable, and do you think we are being reasonable, expecting a stronger showing out of Shockwave um, based on like what Hot Rod is? What are your current feelings on what Shockwave is going to be? Actually, I have no plans on getting Shockwave. So you're off the hook. Well, you know, it's I mean. Once I see the reviews and I hear what the folks are saying when Diecast does his review, you know, I I may go back and pick it up. But Shockwave is not one of those characters that's, ooh, I need a new Shockwave. My G1 isn't cutting it anymore. The G, to me, the G1 is fine. Besides, my Shockwave is the Cyclops from the Mastermind creation. That's that's 
I like that shockwave the best uh, for the character. Uh, the the ironclad paddle boat. Uh, You're so specific. War. Don, yeah. you have such eclectic tastes. I can't predict them ever. Uh, Diecast. Question for you. I mean, what do you think... What do you think Shockwave's going to be? Are you afraid that your own expectations aren't going to be met? Uh, how is Hot Rod and kind of like this new normal of what a masterpiece is, how has that like colored your expectations for Shockwave? Are you scared? Are you confident where he's going to be good? What do you think? I'm pretty confident that he's going to be good. He's the one masterpiece that I'm that I'm really excited for. I think it's different from all the other third-party takes we've gotten on it. Uh, which excites me, and uh, I, I, he's a bigger figure. I mean, he's a mm-hmm. higher price point, mm-hmm. so I think there's a little bit more, maybe time that they would have spent on that figure. I just, I just think he photographs really well so far, and it's not that hard to make a gun. I mean, like Don said, you know, the G1 figure did it pretty well, so. I feel like it's a harder figure to really mess up. And because it's a larger figure, I don't think there's going to be as many like little tab issues or anything like that. I, I'm really excited for shockwave. I am too. And I hope that, uh, I hope that he is on another level than masterpiece hot ride. I think, like you said, I think the, the price demands it i think the character demands it i think there's there's i think there's kind of a pressure on them to get him right and i i don't think that's i don't think they'll let us down because they they can't the other one when he rolls around that i feel like they have to get right and they know it is jazz like they can't you can't miss on him because that'd be a huge black eye for them oh yeah yeah you know uh, and there's and there's a lot of collectors that stop you know their their love of G one. Well, I'm 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 saying just from you know maybe not a lot anymore, but you know I've known people through the years where their love of G one stops at the at the first two seasons, mm-hmm. and some 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 people do not consider the movie as Generation one. So I mean they're not going to be as intense on getting a hot rod, but Jazz as one of the as one of the original figures. Plus, as I said, you've got a lot of repay potential with Jazz, um, and it needs to be right. Yeah. Because none, none of us want a bad figure multiplied over XYZ times. For sure. And, and can we go back to the release schedule statement? Because I think there's more to be said on that. Sure. There's, there's just like we now learned this week uh, after RFC aired that the uh, Diclone version of mm. Ultra Magnus uh, mm-hmm. is going to be is going to be MP31. So I mean, if there's repaints to be had, you probably don't want to do them back to back. Although they did with Tracks and Road Rage, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, they spit those out really quickly. Yeah, let's you know, if you know you're going to do these characters work on them a, a little bit longer and, you know, throw a, a repaint in there somewhere. I agree with that. And I think that um, no matter how they're released, I think the last two kind of like side characters 
uh, Road Rage and Clampdown, they they felt like such an afterthought as a release. And we've talked about this before. Like it used to be when Masterpiece was only a, f- a year or two old, the first few years of Masterpiece, every release was like a big deal. And we've gotten to the point where they've sped up the releases and they, they kind of, it feels like they kind of like plan these, um, these secondary uses in tandem with the, with the primary use of the mold. And they just kind of spit them out and they just kind of fly by. And if you miss them, you miss them. If you want to pick them up for like $40 in two years when nobody wants them, great but it 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 diminishes the overall like aura of masterpiece it it doesn't feel like a masterpiece line anymore you know it's you know that's sort of like with robotech you know i i i have a great fondness for robotech but the way they spit out valkyries Mm -hmm. it's uh you know it's 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 just it's hard it's hard to enjoy i mean again i'm just saying from outsider but there's always a new Valkyrie coming out every few months, it seems, and it sort of loses its luster. And I and I'm afraid that's what's happening to Masterpiece is the specialness mm. that that was intrinsic in this line is. I mean, even even when you, even when you were getting repaints of Prowl into Blue Streak and Blue Streak into Smokescreen, even though that's what the original toys were. You had a sense of difference with each, with each figure, even though you knew it was the same mold. The the fit, the finish, and the look made each one a masterpiece figure. Yeah, I I I, I agree with that. And, the, and those figures also, or those characters also had a lot more um, cachet, um, and a lot more of a following. I mean, as cool as Road Rage is conceptually, it's not. Uh, it's not smokescreen. It doesn't have that history of, of at retail or in the fiction of of a true a true G one character. But it just feels like you say. I mean, it's it's not special. It's kind of disrespectful in a way, just to the to what the line used to be. Uh, well, I mean, you to know, just have stuff just kind of fly in and out about every other month. You know, I think she would have been better off as a spacer figure. Like you know, say we get Shockwave. And or it, it, you know if they needed some more time to get another figure finished, then do the repaint. Yeah, like Red Bumblebee. Yeah, exactly. I even forgot like that. That was a thing. Did that even come out? Has that come out yet? Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it, uh, I, I, that's that's the only masterpiece other than other than Red Alert. I did not pick up a Red Alert at the time because mm. um, they were in between in between releases and they were really expensive. Yeah, but, uh, it's weird. It's it's weird to see. It's just weird to see like such forgettable uh, releases in masterpiece, and they happen all the time. Like diecast, like you were saying, like the Diclone Magnus, Delta Magnus. I feel like there was a time when that release would have been like a huge deal, and it's a giant masterpiece. It's a color scheme that a lot of diehard collectors like can't wait to get. But it's just going to be kind of in the in the herd of releases this year. Well, also don't forget though, John, they are coming out with new Diaclone figures in Japan. So Diaclone is doing something of a comeback here over the next six months to a year. So it's an easy tie-in character because if you're buying the other Diaclone stuff, 
then all of a sudden, boom, here's your Diaclone Magnus. Sure, sure. Uh, all the more reason to make, I feel like, a, a bigger deal than than he's being made. Or I, I guess maybe maybe I should say, like, the way the news broke of him being a thing and existing felt really underwhelming. It was kind yeah. of like, oh, the retailers have a pre-order up for this thing you've never heard of. And it, and if 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 hyped up and teased the right way, he would have been he would have come across as a much bigger deal. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, and I think that was like a figure that we all kind of expected too. Mm-hmm. So to be, yeah, I mean that's how I found out about it. Like, oh, an online retailer has a pre-order up for this. And like, yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. I, I guess it is. Uh, that that kind of yeah, that's. That was a different, you know, different approach, I guess, that we're kind of not used to. Like, we didn't get any prototype. I mean, you really can't do a prototype of it because it's just ultra magnet. Yeah. But, it's a straight yeah, recolor, but it's it's one that could have had a lot of hype around it. But but with an extra Melissa Fairborn, which is totally random because they definitely don't go together at hey, all. Man. But. Uh, I guess you got to do something for the collectors, right? Yeah, you got to. Yeah, you got to go throw something in there. Something random, and if it's a girl, all the better. Am I right, Don? Am I right? I know I'm right. Well, yeah, it's it's well, a girl with a a woman with a very indistinguishable face that may or may not look like somebody from the show. I, I mean, she is she is a little inch and a half blob, like the rest of the uh, of the figures in Masterpiece. Ironically, Masterpiece has like the worst humanoid figures on earth <laughs> yeah the the eyeless figures yes uh just incredibly horrid but uh, but i guess you're not buying it for the people um speaking of buying to wrap up the conversation all of our beautiful listeners out there should be buying all of their stuff everything on amazon and before they go to amazon they should be going to tfradio.net slash amazon and then doing all of their shopping on Amazon because if you do that, if you go to tfradio.net slash Amazon, do your Amazon shopping, when you check out some nickels and dimes go into Brian Kilby's pocket, he uses those nickels and dimes to keep the lights on and keep the podcasts going, flowing, and free. Everybody likes free, and we love that you guys are listening to us each and every week across the vast network of Radio Free Cybertron TF Radio uh, Transformer geek-related podcasts. We do so many, I, I can't count them. I-, I won't name them because I'll forget somebody and I'll get an angry tweet, so I don't want that. Uh, from XB, no doubt. So, uh, again, tfradio.net slash Amazon. Do your Amazon shopping and you support us without even doing anything extra. What's better than that? Uh, Headmaster Don Diecast, thank you so much for joining me on this uh, delightful discussion of Masterpiece Hot Rod. Uh, thank always you. a pleasure. And uh, once again, thank you guys. Um, we always enjoy your support and your listenership. Uh, go to tfradio.net slash Amazon support us, and we will see you on the next RFC minicast. Music provided by bensound.com.